there, and welcome to a special episode of The Break. I'm Father Roderick, and I'm here at Westminster Underground Station, about to take the underground up north to Baker Street. This is one of the older lines, very small uh, trains compared to the ones that I just took to get here, but very efficient. For this particular Jubilee line, you have to go really down underground. I mean, you can you can feel why why it's called the underground because you have to take several escalators that bring you deeper and deeper to the core of the planet, <laughs> and then you step into this relatively small train that I think would barely fit my fellow Dutchmen because usually. They're pretty tall compared to me. <laughs> In the center you can stand, but definitely not on the sides. And here we are, Baker Street. All right, let's check out here. Hopefully it's not raining. It was a bit of a drizzle earlier on today, but I think, I think it looks dry. Now, when you exit the Baker Street station, on the other side of the street, you see these orange houses, five stories high, even taller houses there on the right. They seem to be from the 19th century. And uh, Baker Street itself is part of the Marylebone district of uh, the city of Westminster in London. It's, it's not named after bakers, in case you were wondering if there were lots and lots of bakeries here. No, it's named after William Baker, um, who built a lot of the, of the district here, of the, of the streets here. He laid out the streets in the 18th century. And, of course... If you hear about Baker Street, many of you will immediately think of its most famous fictional inhabitant, which, of course, is Sherlock Holmes, who lived at the fictional 221B Baker Street address. Um, speaking of, of Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, here on the left is a huge bronze statue of the great detective and uh, he is standing in his famous pose with a hat he's got this coat overcoat and he is holding a pipe in his right hand as if he is just about to say elementary Mr. Watson the statue commissioned by the Sherlock Holmes Society of London was sponsored by the Abbey National Society I, I suppose to commemorate its 150th anniversary in 1999 um, and of course, a huge tourist attraction. Everybody wants to get a selfie with the famous detective, which of course is also what I'm going to do right now. Do you know what's going on? This is what's happening in your world. They said Catholics rule. We got Boston, South America, the good part of Ireland, and we're making serious inroads in Mozambique, baby. You've taken your first step into a larger world. And as I walk alongside the street to go further south we of course have to wrap up a little bit of the news what's happening 
in, uh, in my life for the past week. Of course, if you've listened to the previous episode of The Break, you know that uh, most of my life was consumed by two important things, Easter and Star Wars, lots and lots of Star Wars. And it was a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, the thing that I loved the most was meeting so many listeners and so many followers on social media. And it's been a huge boost um, in terms of motivation to hear from people what my work means to them and how much they appreciate not just what I do, but the way in which I do it. Um, kind of the positive approach and uh, being upbeat and not giving into the trend of cynicism or negativity that seems so prevalent in our world today. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what you hope, but to hear it back from people is super encouraging. So if you were one of those people that I met with over the past few days, then thank you so much. I really appreciate it um, that you came to see me and uh, that you give me this feedback. Let me cross the street here and walk to the other side because there are two interesting sites here that I want to take a look at. First of all here is the London Beatles store. It's got these really kind of Harry Potter-like windows um, and the, the, the window frames are painted blue, dark blue and then up above it says London Beatles store and in the store itself, at least here in the window, uh, I can see the drum from uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the one that you also see on the cover of that album. Um, some clothes like hats, baseball caps with the logo of the Beatles, and even some toys. And then let me take a look at the other window here. Uh, more t-shirts, an old record player, um, lots of plates with designs in the style of the Yellow Submarine artwork that they made for that animated movie, as well as many souvenirs, of course, of the Beatles uh, walking across the very famous um, <laughs> uh, crosswalk. And so I guess this is really fun for the Beatles fans to visit but that's not the only thing next to that on the right side similar store um, at least it used to be a store now it's part of the Sherlock Holmes Museum there is quite a line here of people waiting in line to uh, get tickets but here in the window you can see what looks like uh, shelves and they're stacked with all sorts of memorabilia that remind us of the Sherlock Holmes stories for instance there's a very ancient antique typewriter here uh, Remington typewriter next to it is is one of the hats that we associate with Sherlock Holmes um, above it an old clock and on the right of that an ancient violin and on the left a whole set of magnification glasses another you know next um, in addition to the pipe that uh, Sherlock Holmes always carries with him these magnification glasses were very important to look at the clues that may help to solve the murder or whatever other crime he was trying to solve 
Um, then down below here, <laughs> three pipes, wooden pipes, really beautiful ones. And next to it, made exclusively for Peterson of Dublin, Sherlock Holmes, a blend of aromatic aroma tobacco. tobacco. And on the underside, it, of course, this is real tobacco. So it has this big sign, smoking kills. Well, at least that's one of the killings that Sherlock Holmes has no involvement in. And there's an old bobby hat also, as well as a calendar and some other stuff. It's really nicely done. Of course, we're still talking about a fictional character. Um, and then here on the other, in the other window, on the upper shelf, there are lots of top hats that also, of course, are emblematic of... Um, what people wore in the times of Sherlock Holmes. I haven't seen any top hats uh, in, in London, in, in present-day London. Uh, people are taking selfies with a guy who is dressed up like a, a bobby, um, but I'm pretty sure he's just one of the people that work here at the Sherlock Holmes Museum. But it looks really cool, and I should probably take some photos as well. Next to that is a beautiful restaurant called The Volunteer. I love the kind of the style, the, the colors, the color combinations is again is kind of a more lighter a shade of blue and then everything else is with golden lettering and uh, fresh flowers uh, that are growing, like tulips even, growing from pots that are um, affixed to the, the windowsills. Very pretty. I'm walking back to the station because I ultimately have to go to Liverpool Street Station in order to take the train to Harwich where I'm stepping on the boat later tonight but I'm now walking in the direction of another place very popular among tourists and that is Madame Tussauds famous chain of wax uh, statue museums that you find in almost all the big cities. This one is very special for Star Wars fans because it has a section entirely dedicated to famous scenes from the Star Wars movies. And what makes this even more attractive to Star Wars fans is that you can actually walk up to all the, um, the statues and onto the sets and take photos. Uh, whereas in, in a lot of these wax museums you're not allowed to get anywhere near those wax uh, figures because they are so super expensive to make so I'm back here in the station and I am going to take two lines first of all the Jubilee line and then the central line and that will bring me back to the uh, eastern part of the center of London this is actually not far from the Barbican Center in I'm not sure if you've seen my videos on, on YouTube and on Facebook, but I've filmed uh, a, a number of sites in this very kind of modern, brutalist style um, uh, building complex that is now a cultural center, or maybe it was already uh, originally conceived as a cultural center. Um, and that's where they filmed a number of scenes from uh, the Andor television series, the Star Wars Andor television series. So if you've not seen that, uh, you may want to check that out. The next station is Liverpool Street. 
Street Station. This is where my journey began two weeks ago and this is where I begin the journey back home. I always like the grandeur of this station. It is very very big. It looks uh, uh, very Victorian. The the gallery here, or the, the, the roof, is made out of glass. But the pillars are beautifully sculpted with all sorts of ornaments and even painted in like dark blue and beige and red the accents. Very cool. It's so funny how quickly this city has become familiar. I remember when I stepped off the train here and I arrived here, I was like, well, where do I start? Where do I go? Where do I get my coffee? Where do I eat? Let me go and see if I can find a place to get a cup of coffee and maybe a sandwich. They are building a, another skyscraper, I think, here next to the station. And I've been looking for Costa Coffee because I still have a gift card that a listener gave me uh, a few days ago and it would be a shame not to use it and so I had to look around but I think I finally found it Costa coffee it is all of a sudden so cold there is a very icy wind it has started to rain this almost feels like the weather I I had on the first day in London here at least it's warm and uh, oh cozy all right, let's see what they have. I don't think I'm going to go for coffee because uh, it's already around five in the afternoon and I'm afraid that I won't sleep anymore. However, with this kind of weather, I would be in for uh, hot chocolate. And yes, they have a hot chocolate, large, of course large. And then I might take something like cake or Ooh, they've got cheddar roasted tomato toasties, pork sausage. Nah, I think I've had enough savory stuff this morning. But they do have lemon drizzle loaf cake, Rocky Road, banana pecan loaf cake, chocolate orange cake. That looks fantastic. Maybe I'll get a slice of that. And then they've got lotus bisque of cheesecake, which also looks quite delicious but, and carrot walnut cake that might be that might be the thing to do carrot walnut cake I think I'm gonna take a slice of that because I've already had chocolate cake on the way uh, uh, on the way to the UK on the boat as a dessert <laughs> so maybe I'll get more of that tonight because I also book dinner for uh, for the on the boat but yeah, that um, carrot cake looks absolutely fabulous. You like cream and marshmallow in your hot Of food? course. Yeah. <laughs> I can have a large chocolate with cream and marshmallow. Bring it, please. Would you like chocolate sprinkle on top, sir? Yes, please. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much. Wonderful. They weren't exaggerating when they said large hot chocolate. This is a tower of cream. And underneath it, a gigantic mug which actually has two handles. That's how big it is. <laughs> Filled with steamy hot chocolate. And there is uh, a small glass jar with three marshmallows that I can put on top of the concoction. And next to it is a wonderful slice of carrot cake that looks to die for. So I'm now pushing one of these marshmallows underwater, well, under hot chocolate. <laughs> so it melts a little bit, and now I'm going to fish it up again. And let's see how that tastes. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> oh, so good. Mmm. This is almost a meal in itself. Let's take a sip of the hot chocolate. Mm. 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 Okay, now I've got whipped cream on my nose. <laughs> so good. The dark chocolate powder on top of the, of the cream gives it also this extra touch, this extra edge. Mm. Now let's taste the carrot cake. Comes with a big fork. And you need one because it, it's a big piece. It's a big slice. <laughs> this is one of these things, these treats. I know that I could probably bake it myself, but it's just too much work. And so I love it when someone else makes it for me. So let's taste. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Very sweet. I think there are some... Um, some dried fruits in there. What I like about carrot cake is always uh, there's a lot of structure. It's almost it's not just cake, but it's cake filled with with little sprinkles of happiness. Mm. And we can all use some happiness when the weather is cold and wet as it is today. <laughs> all right, time to head to the station because my train leaves at 5:50 to Harwich. Ew. Still raining. Ooh, big truck. And someone is stopping all the London taxis so the truck can move out safely. And I'm just uh, walking on the pavement next to the busy road. And thankfully it's not raining as hard as it did. Uh, 20 minutes ago but still I don't want to be out in the rain for too long because my equipment might get wet the first day the water even leaked into my camera bag and so my lenses my camera they were all damp and wet and then really had to take them out and let them dry before using them city of London it says Domina Dirigenos, Lord guide us. Very appropriate, I guess, when you're entering the station. Oh, wait a minute, this is the Elizabeth line. This is the underground. This is not the right station. I need to go to the train station. 
Everything is called train and everything is called station, so no wonder that I'm confused. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> you recognize it now. The entrance to the station looks a bit like a church. It's got two towers. One has a, a, a clock and the other one just an ornament. And then in between these two towers there is the entrance to the main hall of the station. There's a McDonald's on the right side of that. And no, I've not eaten at McDonald's. Not even once. I do have to confess that I went to KFC, but it was, first of all, a horrible experience because it was greasy. The, the chicken was old and chewy and very unpleasant, but it was the only food that was available at the time because I was home very late and it was the only the only thing I could eat but in hindsight maybe I should have skipped that and <laughs> just wait for breakfast the next morning such a huge station oh my goodness but I'm so happy with Google Maps and Google Maps has been a lifesaver so every time I want to go somewhere I just uh, indicate it on the map and it tells me exactly where to go the platform if a train is delayed when I was on the bus I could just follow literally the list of, of, of stops so I could see where I had to get off you get a warning when you have to get ready to get off the bus and especially if you're sitting like on the second level of the of the double-decker buses, you need a little bit of a warning in advance so that you can get downstairs quickly enough. Um, and even for now, for my train to Harwich, it, uh, it tells me exactly when the train leaves, uh, which platforms, a platform nine, if I'm not mistaken, and then also exact, the, the exact time that I'll have to um, take the, 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 the connection to Harwich Harbor itself, to the ferry. All right, turns out that there is actually an earlier train that leaves in three minutes, also goes to Manning Tree. And the only problem was that I had to get onto the platform, which normally you do by scanning your ticket. But I have a printed ticket, which is uh, somewhere in my luggage. And so the, the assistant who was at the the, the gates wanted to see the ticket and in the meantime he was making fun of my windshield he said it's not a shaving brush <laughs> and I was worried that I would, wouldn't get to the train in time it was like no 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 God works in mysterious ways father <laughs> you will be fine alright let's just get on a train it's very very busy so I'll just probably sit here in the in the corridor. Oops. There goes my my oops, my backpack. Let's put it this way. Can I put it underneath the seat? And then lower it. Yes. Oh my gosh. At least we can sit. That's nice. Alright. Here we go. And here we are in Manningtree, and it 
it's still raining. It is uh, 6.30 and I am making an extra stop here to meet with Tim, who also came to see me two weeks ago when I first arrived here in Mennington. And he was so kind to hand me over some tea and a map of London on, on their way to school with the two kids. And so Tim has offered to meet me here once again on my way back. Since uh, boarding uh, on the ferry only starts at, uh, at 8.30, I still have some time. Hey, <laughs> how are you? Doing? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you. you I never thought we would meet twice. You know what? I, I had no idea this was such a busy train. I completely forgot when I, when I suggested picking you up. It's pretty one, crowded, yeah. It's, yeah uh, it's but it's rush hour. Everybody yeah. wants to uh, go so home. How are, you, so how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Was yeah. Good, good trip. Did you manage to get someone to sit? Uh, I was sitting in the in the hallway. In the hallway. Okay, That's yeah. no problem. I'm used we, to that. Can we wait for the crowd just to break up a little sure, bit? Sure, 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 sure. I'm parked over, over there. <laughs> are you doing? A, are you podcasting now? I am podcasting oh, okay. now. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll, I'll take you to a place called Dedham, which is, I think... Um, it's one of the nicest sort of looking towns around here uh-huh. and it's uh, what we call a chocolate box village so it's it's what you'd see on the cover of a chocolate box right it's, it's, a, very, <laughs> it's a very sort of old fashioned um, it's the equivalent of our windmills and tulips and exactly. wooden shoes it's, but it's not touristy it's quite <laughs> no. nice because it's not this isn't I mean this is this area this whole area is called the Dedham Vale uh-huh. um, also known as kind of uh, as Constable Country so John Constable the painter there's a famous yeah. photo uh, painting called the Hayway, um, which he painted in the late 1700s, I think early 1800s maybe, um, and that was at a place called Flatford Mill, which is just literally kind of a mile away from the station in the opposite direction to here. Uh, and the whole of this area was kind of painted by John Constable and is known as, as Constable Country in the Dedham Vale. Oh, so Dedham is the sort of main town, if you like, mm-hmm. of the, of the Dedham Vale or main village. Um, this reminds me a bit of. The out of the landscape that that Tolkien describes, you know, the Shire and all that. This um, uh, this significant house here actually. This um, this was a very famous painter. Ah, um, this yellow house. Yeah. yeah. So there's a plaque cool. on the side to him. Um, yep. Alfred Munnings. He painted. Munnings. Uh, he painted horses. He was a sort oh, of cool. society painter, but he was the president of the Royal Academy in London. So uh-huh. that was his it was a fabulous house. That art museum. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. But yeah, I can totally see myself here with a horse and carriage, picking up <laughs> hobbits along the way. <laughs> Not that many orcs in this area, probably. No, I don't know. <laughs> so these these are interesting, actually. This is a um, this is a typical thing that you'll see in villages like this. Uh huh. So these are called almshouses. Oh, so these yeah. were basically provided by. Um, local landowners I love the, the orange bricks and then the, yeah, the so these, white windowsills and the blue right. doors so these little ones here yes. all the way along I think there's a plaque actually there to, to show you what they, who donated them so oh cool oh yeah did you see these almshouses left by the will of Mr. Stephen Dunton 1517 wow that's 16th century were rebuilt yeah, so by order of the governor of the in the year of our lord 
1800, restored and modernized, modernized in 1966. Okay, so wow. Um, wow. And this is um, highly recommend if you. I don't know if you can if you can get them over in Holland, uh -huh. but the um, Wilkin and Sons uh, tip tree. That's the jam. The jam makers. Oh. They run this. This is a traditional tea room. Um, nice. And so it's a it's a big, a pink colored house with. Uh, white uh, window sills and doors. It looks extremely and that dates from cutesy. The, so that's 16th century. So that's, 16th that's not, century. So that was a tea house in the 1500s. So wow! <laughs> Speaking of traditions, actually, probably a coffee house actually, because I think tea's much later than that, isn't it? It became coffee was more fashionable than mm -hmm. tea for a long mm -hmm. time. It's hard to imagine nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, by the way, to, for the for the Earl Grey tea. Oh, that gosh, was I, I didn't expect it to feature so much. So good. I mean, I love that tea. I I didn't even try the tea in the hotel no, because it's no. all the kind of really cheap Although I industrial did notice, tea. I did notice one. That's that's another old schoolhouse. Oh, beautiful. Actually, the fascinating thing here, you might it might be worth actually getting out and just sure. a quick look yeah. at that because the uh, this is a really fascinating. Um, this is a kind of classic sort of 1700 school. This is what they all look like um, ah. in, the, in the 1700s. Now, the fascinating thing is that if you look at the graffiti... Yes. This, this was done by all of the, the people who were leaving the school. Ah, oh, so really? They, so on their last day of school, yes. they, would, they would etch their names. In they the, would carve in the, yeah. in the bricks themselves. Yeah, so that all of these, you can see how old yes. that writing is. So is that... Yeah. That is amazing. 1725... I've always loved that building. It's yes. It's a house now. Someone's, I think it's a writer who lives there. But it's, uh, Fantastic. See the old sundial on the top, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Not very useful in the UK, maybe <laughs> half of the year. <laughs> I love this inn as well. The Sun Inn. And it's painted yes. completely yellow. Yeah. It's got a beautiful sign. That, by the way, that struck me also. In, in Even in the heart of London, the all the signs. pubs have yeah. the amazing oh, yeah, signs. And it's like... Yeah. Beautifully painted and all the the, the metal work and the yeah. absolutely stunning. Yeah, something we take for granted actually. But yeah, the metal work there is incredible, isn't it? You're walking the dog. Yeah. Oh, what a cutie! That's what a, a cutie! Dog. Yeah. That's Hello, Doris. Everybody knows Doris in the village. Doris is is, is a famous dog. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes. Well, she is in the pub anyway. Yes. How old is she? She's three. Three. Yeah. And. She's a tiny little dog. What kind of dog is it? It's a chihuahua. A chihuahua. Yeah. Doris. Doris the chihuahua. Famous in this part of England. <laughs> Especially in the pub, apparently. Yeah, oh yeah. People always talk about the red phone boxes. Uh -huh. But the post boxes are the really significant ones because you can spot. So these are from Queen Elizabeth. So they're always, all the, the monograms are... E to relate to the R. so that's okay. Elizabeth II yes so Elizabeth Regina II and they're still in use yeah 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 completely amazing but yeah, they, um, there'd be people who, who try and spot like the Georgian ones so the George the George the Fourth. oh they come in different types yeah, they're, they're, as well yeah exactly the different oh, shapes so I didn't you'll know see that. ones that are kind of in the walls in fact there's one at the station which we just walked past which uh -huh. shown you which is from Queen Victoria's time so So we just came across this this bridge and you had this amazing story I wasn't recording at the time but can you tell me again what, what happened on that bridge it's a bit of a dark story yeah, so and it has to do with with Salem also so, so this town in fact we're going to drive 
the Missley Thorn here, which is now a restaurant, uh-huh. is where Matthew Hopkins lived. So, so he was known as the Witchfinder General. Um, and a Witchfinder was someone who was tasked to they, figure they out self, who was a witch? They were self-styled. Then... They, they kind of sold their services to, to the local authorities and sort of professed to have these uh, this insight into whether people were, were um, involved in the occult or not, uh, uh-huh. witches. Um, and this was in a very kind of Protestant uh, yeah, so, era or so, time. So East Anglia traditionally was very Puritan anyway, um, yes. but this was a very kind of heightened <laughs> form of Puritanism, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so Matthew Hopkins was, was, is famous locally for being the witch finder, um, who unfortunately inspired the, the Salem um, trials. Because the migrants from here yeah. went so Harwich, to the US. In fact, I think we'll we'll go and have a look at sort of some of the Mayflower sites because we haven't we've got the time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so the Mayflower went from Harwich and uh, obviously picked up the Pilgrim Fathers at, um, at Plymouth and went onwards to America. But yeah, they, with them they took unfortunately the the whole witch hunt <laughs> yeah, thing. The, yeah. But what they find in in the US, of course. Uh, there were already people living there, but also a lot of native people. So was that? Were they focusing on on natives? I don't, I don't know. I don't I, really know much about the, the history of the Salem. I've been um, to Salem so, years and years oh, and years ago, and it's okay. now almost like a Disney park. Yeah, so you see, the entire I think, village is I think it's, um, romanticized. And <laughs> I think Manning Tree's got a, a similar sort of atmosphere, I'd imagine, to um, to somewhere like that because it has got quite a dark dark past in that respect, and it's. It's only now, I think, that the, some of the locals have managed to get a, um, a memorial put up to the, to the women who were effectively murdered because they that didn't would be, have anything on them at all. I think um, very fitting to do that, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but what's the story of the bridge that so we the just bridge crossed? was where they, they had the... It was called swimming, um, swimming witches. So they basically would put the person that they'd accused on a chair and they'd tie their thumbs to their toes and tie them to the chair and they'd effectively throw them in over the bridge into the water and uh, it was assessed that if they sank they were innocent um, of course sinking meant that they would drown and sort of die anyway and if they floated they were guilty and therefore were burnt at the stake so it's uh, wow and the bridge is still here the the bridge is still there it was probably it's probably remodeled because I think that was part yeah. of the estate that was but still it's a site where it 1700s, happened 1700s yeah so the, wow. pond, the pond is still there unfortunately oh man oh this must yeah. be Harrods right yeah I'm just going to get this cargo because he's a little bit on the tail so so this is the the port is here but what I'll do is I'll take you down into the because we've still got an hour oh yeah we've got time um, so yeah the port's down that way um, well you could just drop me off you know no, no it's fine I, I, I'll t- <laughs> I will take you down there but the um if I take you down to show you the old town before it gets dark and then to see. So there's a couple of nice little things actually relevant yeah. for you here. If you wanna do you wanna have a quick wander? Sure, yeah. It's still drizzling a bit, but it's not as rainy as it was in London. You can feel almost that we're close to the sea. Hello. <laughs> there pretty much ah, on yeah. the other side of here. So this building's quite interesting because it's, it's um so do you know Clive Owen, the actor? Um uh, kind of vaguely sounds from vaguely familiar but so he he was behind the renovation of this but this is the 
the Electric Palace cinema. So it's one of the oldest oh, wow. dedicated functioning cinemas. Really? Yeah. Um, purpose-built cinema. Um, Electric and was, Palace. And it was restored. Um, oh, wow. Is the history of it. I think it's there. 1911. It was built as a purpose-built cinema. So it's one of the. That's amazing. In 1911, yeah, yeah. it was brand new. Still, yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. That was when people saw a train uh, oh, driving then, towards the dive, camera. Dive people would the dive yeah, under their it. chairs, thinking yeah. it was real. So if you look here, so just, oh, cool. So it still uses, so yes. It's still, it's still. Let me describe the building itself. It's a wide building, and it's got a, a fence. And then behind the fence, you can see this. This is very quaint old-fashioned red booth where you get the tickets just like in the movies and then uh, <laughs> and then you've got some blue ornaments and the the, the 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 title electric palace is with golden letters and then above that you see the year 1911 and here it says this is one of the earliest purpose-built cinemas still operating so it's still in use yeah, yeah. holy moly opened on the 29th November of 1911 for East Ang Anglian showman Charles Thurston. It was closed in November 1956, restored and reopened by Harwich Electric Palace Trust in 1981. That is so cool. I'll get a flyer for you, but then uh, I can't reach it. We can't reach it through, so the, the, original, through the gate. Through the oh, admission. Currency, one shilling. One shilling. Sixpence. So different, the different seats. Oh, of course. <laughs> and what is cheaper? Sixpence? I don't know. That's old. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> it's three pound, probably. But that's amazing. This is this. This reminds me of the movie um, Last Action Hero, where there was a, the beginning is also in a, like a super old-fashioned classic cinema. And it's all the nostalgia. It's a, it's a it's a really crazy movie, but. It has that same like old-fashioned nostalgia of, of what movies yeah. used to be. I love the red, the red ticket booth. I think they should reintroduce that. Oh yeah, and they're modern film posters. In fact, Matilda yeah, it's, it's a, and it's Broker. It's got the. Um, I've never actually seen a film here. I've seen performances here because my daughter sings here occasionally. But um, oh, cool! They've got big, big velvet soft seats like oh you see nice in the, it's all, it's all and a curtain and yeah, a curtain yeah, in front yeah, of the screen yeah. oh I love that this is the really significant house here so the one the white the one there oh yeah with the flag or no no, so no the one, the one on the, the left one with the two the two eaves on it that so, hmm. so that was the house of Christopher Jones who was the captain of the Mayflower oh wow so I always I always love to think of the fact that the Mayflower was probably moored alongside here because this is the edge of the quay Yeah, and he basically would have come out of his front door and boarded, and that just thing. walk up to the to the boat. Yeah. yeah, the home of Captain Christopher Jones, master of the Mayflower. And here is the Alma the Inn. That's, That's another really beautiful pub. It's, it all looks so cozy. I've been in Leicester. I've been to pubs, and I was like, I want my house to look like this. <laughs> this is what I always love about um, you get it on sort of the Victorian pubs a bit more, but the the way they would display the wording outside of what they had in inside as a way of attracting people. So this one's got oysters, Calvados, real ales, pies, oh, and cool. bedrooms. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> yeah. 
It is glorious. Why do they want to add pies? You know, it's, it's <laughs> well, who doesn't like a good pie? Well, at least a Calvados sounds a bit more exotic than yeah. like pies. Pies yeah. and bedrooms, just in case. Yeah. Oh, the. The Alma Inn, this, this, this pub, was once a merchant's house owned by Captain Twit. <laughs> With double T. <laughs> and here it says, Religion, the heritage of Christopher Jones, was a bustling place, but relatively liberal in comparison with other English towns and villages. The religious separatists, who became known as the Pilgrim Fathers, fled to Leiden in Holland in 1609 to escape persecution and smuggled separatists. Separatist literature back to England whilst the vicar of Harwich, Thomas Drax, responded with his own theological thoughts and his clerk, Hugh Branham, turned a blind eye to separatists practicing in the town, including the mayor's wife, Christiana Seaman. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, some ancient uh, pictures of, the, of the, the ships leaving the harbor here church and here's a fortress whoa I bet you they made movies about this time as well and about yeah, these stories I don't know if I've seen I've read a book on it but I don't think I've ever seen a film about oh. it which is I mean it's it's such a, an amazing story because a lot of the original settlers died within two years of being there didn't they so there was that um, the original kind of crew yeah, I think a lot of the crew came back. In fact, Christopher Jones came back. He didn't. He didn't die in America. He uh -huh. came back here. But a lot of the original sailors, that, and the pilgrims they, who went, they died within a couple of years because they had no idea of how to maintain, how to manage the land or the, the climate or yeah, anything and maybe else. even illnesses and yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if they survived on route, I think a lot of them died on route. But, um, Fantastic yeah. what a story. Huh, what a so history. It's kind of a hidden little... Yeah. Funny little place, right? No. I had no idea. You wouldn't be able to tell if you step off the, the ferry. No, no, <laughs> Because no. you're in a different part of, the, right. of yeah. the harbour. Uh, so we can go back around to the right. And yeah. Just is this there. a fishing boat? or is, no, no, it's, no, it's a, a passenger boat as well. It, no, it's not. It's the um, uh, the Trinity House pilots. So it's the... They're kind of like the, the sort of customs and coast guard. They cover the... Oh, um, okay. All the shipping... That yeah. comes in. Um, it's very nice, they though. Manage all of the, so you see all the boys there yeah. that they have out on the water, so they, ah, manage, okay. they manage all yeah. the, the, yeah. the shipping. Yeah, it's a lovely looking ship, but yeah. proportionally, it's a really nice looking boat. So even though it's quite a functional. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's got all the, the lights. Yeah. and. Actually, this uh, is a really important one for you as well. So, um, the Radio Caroline, which was the pirate radio yes. station in the, um, and you've seen the film The Boat That Rocked. No, but I so, know about the history. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is one of the, one of the original pirate radio vessels. Here. Really? So this isn't Radio Caroline. This is no. one of the other ones. Um, and they would go into international waters, yeah, right, and, and, and then they would be able to, uh, to get access to the airwaves, and make some money yeah, <laughs> without paying right. taxes. <laughs> so this is LVA Go onto the pier. This is Haveny Pier, which is oh, yeah. Victorian, typical Victorian pier. We've got a Mayflowers exhibition. This must be wonderful in the summer yeah. <laughs> when it's not raining and no. not dark. <laughs> there are lots of wooden tables here where you can sit. Oh yeah! Wow. So you get a good view of the. Ah, oh, this is cool. 
So it's the red one? Is yeah. that the, yeah, the, yeah, so the LV-18, pirate so the station? Light, light vessel 18. So they were, they were the lighthouse boats, basically. So that's how they could, oh. that's how they could venture out into the... Yeah. Into international waters because they were offer, and on top, offer, offering safety, but they so on top of the light they would have the the transmitters yes, probably yeah. the antennas. Yeah. Whoa. So it's a museum actually. You can usually go on it to see. Really? That. Yeah. We if we can we can walk over there. Yeah. The... So I'm walking over the pier, and that's your ship out there. That's the Stena port. Oh, that's the one. So that that yeah. smoking chimney that'll be your ferry. <laughs> well, it's still far away from here. Well, this is, obviously doesn't look look like it now, but this was the old. Well, it's still the dockyard, but it was mm-hmm. the dockyard where they built the Mayflower. So wow, um, there's a bell here, which I think dates from sort of mid 1600s, which was, used to be the old dockyard bells. So when they mm. clocked in and clocked out, would be the, the way that they indicated the start of work or the end of work. So. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So you see the date. So it's 1666. So the d- yes. same date as the Great Fire of London. So. Yeah. So these ah. are all the warships that they built here, here during Whoa. the 1660s. There are like at least 40 names, or maybe even more. The Fearless, the yeah. Conqueror, the so Busy. Con- the Conqueror and Fearless um, both took part in the Battle of Trafalgar with mm. Nelson. So those two were built here. Um, the names are awesome. Robust, Orpheus, Centurion, <laughs> inflexible, <laughs> inflexible. <laughs> These could be you character be traits. On, yeah, Rhonda, <laughs> the irresistible and the seahorse and the Achilles. I, I wouldn't want to be on the Achilles. No, no. No, exactly. <laughs> that one probably sang <laughs> because of a small leak. <laughs> Amazing! Oh my gosh. And nowadays they don't build boats here anymore, I suppose. No, no, this is just a part of the... I think this is more the freight. The containers are obviously on the other side there. Mm-hmm. This is, like you see, the export Some tractors. tractors yeah, and, so it's, yeah. it's all of the kind of heavy, the heavy freight. Well, I mean, it would be hard to get here because it's just, just a small town, yes. so yeah. you cannot really bring big trucks here. The Globe is another inn. That one looks almost on the verge of collapsing, that building. It's so old. But it's still in use because there's a guy sitting there. Typical front room front room pub where it is uh-huh. where they probably live out the back there. Oh the yeah. Front room there is, you know, that's that's a, exactly how a public house exactly mm-hmm. why the where the name comes from. So yeah. they would live in the back and the front. Oh that's where the name like, pub comes yeah, from. Yeah, public yeah, house. Public house, yeah. Never thought of that. <laughs> Yeah. It stops that persistent drizzle, isn't it? Or the heavy drizzle. It permeates everything in the long run. It isn't quite rain, but not... (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, let's get on the boat and get warm again. (laughs) Thank you so much for giving me this awesome tour. It is so unexpected, but such such a joy. That's the entrance to the terminal. So you've got the yep. passenger lift. And yep. there's, then there's your ramp. Which and then I just walk up on the boat there. Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Well, Tim, thank you so no, much. No, no, this was amazing. A, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, <laughs> I'd like to say I've 
I feel like I owe it to you because I've listened to you for so oh, long. Oh, come on. <laughs> I feel so guilty I'm only just, just your patron for the first time. So. Oh, no, don't worry about that. It, it, you've, you've given so much with your advice and your tips. And, and this last tour was amazing, oh, too. It's, it's just been a pleasure to watch it. It really is. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like you've, it's like you've known it all, all, all along, really. It's, it's been, and we never met. It's and fabulous, it's yeah. been, I don't know, 15 years since, yeah, since, yeah. since you've been listening yeah. and I've been doing this stuff. No, I'm so pleased. Yeah, let's okay. take one last selfie all right no, let's go uh, do we need, to, yeah. need to get, let's get the Harwich International in the back okay that's good all right yep this will do the that's trick all right see you soon bye bye all right that was so wonderful what a journey this has been okay trains and ships all right, let's go and take a ship for a change. All right, I'm here in the restaurant on the boat and I just ordered a big plate of food. Which I'm just gonna put down here. And on my left, there are big windows that show you the harbor of Harwich, it's raining very hard. I can see the rain on the, the windows outside streaming down the glass. They're slightly slanted. But here inside, it's dry and warm and cozy. They've got really nice lighting here and uh, seats are comfortable. And let me tell you what I ordered, because this is all part of my, my dinner voucher, um, which gives me a two-course meal. And to begin, we have a very typical Dutch starter, which is Dutch pea soup. It's this green soup, very uh, thick soup. It smells delicious. And it comes with uh, 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 some bread, butter. So I'm gonna start with that. There are even some pieces of sausage in there. Smoked sausage is very typical for Dutch pea soup. And then, for dinner, I've got this big, big plate with a huge pile of fries and my favorite here on the ship. It, in fact, it's the only thing that I've eaten on this particular trip, and that is spare ribs. Two big chunks of spare ribs. I've got some, some nice uh, uh, sriracha sauce. Um, really, really great. And then uh, as a dessert, I've got herbal chamomile tea which should help me to sleep well, which is what I'm going to do right after I finished this, uh, this dinner because I'm traveling back to the Netherlands. So I'm going forward in time one hour. So I'm gonna miss one hour of sleep. Um, and this boat arrives at eight o'clock, but that's gonna be seven o'clock uh, <laughs> in, in, uh, in England. And so I have to adapt my, uh, my internal clock a little bit. That is why I want to make sure that I'm in bed as soon as this boat will depart. It, it's going to leave the shore um, at 11. Um, so if, I, if I'm in bed at 11, I wake up at 7 English time, then I will have 8 hours of sleep. Providing, of course, that I do sleep. Because apparently, with this kind of weather, there's quite a bit of wind as well. The sea may be a little bit more uh, bumpy, or the let's say there may be more waves than we had on uh, the way to England, which was actually really smooth. 
didn't have any problems with nausea. Um, so we'll see. I'm so tired after this day. This has been a very long day. Uh, I've been walking around in London, and, and then, of course, Tim gave me this amazing tour of uh, Harwich and um, uh, Menningtree. Uh, hope you really enjoyed that. It was a bit uh, much for one episode of the break, but then again, this is a you know a unique unique occasion to record something different than what I normally do. So hopefully you appreciate this. I had a blast, and um, well, I'm gonna shut down the recorder now, and I'll I'll pick you up as soon as I'm done with my dinner. Mm. Mm. Very good soup. Love it. Wait until the next door is closed. All right, let's wait. Ooh, it's cold here. And now this door opens and I'm on the deck of the ship. This is actually called the sun deck. <laughs> and I am sure that it is when the sun is shining. <laughs> but it is dark outside, it's raining, and there's a lot of wind because we are on our way to the Netherlands in the distance at the horizon I can see the last lights of the port of, of Harwich and uh, let me go up these stairs here Whew. whoa I'm almost blowing off the boat I have to hold on to the rails because it's so windy Oh, we're surrounded by darkness and in the glow of the lights of the boat I can see the water down below and the waves that this boat is causing but then and I can see some last beacons uh, flickering lights but now we're on the open sea and in about eight hours we will be in the Netherlands it's now um, half past midnight so it is actually a really bad time because uh, I do need my sleep after this, uh, this long, very, very cool day. I just had a wonderful encounter with a couple that I actually met very briefly. Let me walk to the other side of the ship. Hopefully it's less windy there. Let's go through this corridor and then see. Oh yeah, 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 this is better. Here's a little corner that is protected by both sides uh, by these metal walls here. And uh, I think the wind just just shields... I'm shielded from the wind. There's Actually, I'm very close to the big chimney here. <coughs> so I met this couple uh, very briefly during the celebration. And while I was having dinner at the restaurant, they stopped by and said hi. And uh, then they invited me over... Um, in the bar to chat some more and it was really wonderful they've been actually following or at least she has been following me for um, for quite a while um, thanks to the podcast off and on but since 2007 so that's that's a long time ago um, she's now married she's from England and he is from Belgium but they currently live in Germany they have lived for about a year and a half in, in Finland he's an archaeologist and so they've been traveling from place to place. She's expecting uh, their first child in um, about a month from now. 
But when they originally, of course, got the tickets for the Star Wars celebration, they didn't know that they would be parents soon. So uh, that is why they are on the boat back to Germany. And it was wonderful to have this kind of a little bit more time to chat and to get to know each other a bit better. And this is, again, one of those, I think, best elements of this whole trip is to get to get to know so many new people and 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 forge friendships and so I asked them can we stay in touch uh, are you on social media and actually the both of them were a bit hesitant yeah we're I, we may have an account we don't use it that much but it's isn't it isn't it so that if you if, if you think that social media is the only way to keep in touch, that you don't value the here and now in this conversation that we're having. And that, that made me really think. It's like, yeah, very, very often we'll say, oh, well, we'll email or I'll, I'll, I'll text you on, on Twitter or on Instagram. And then we forget to invest in, in the present. Um, that was a, a bit of an eye-opener to me. So it was a very uh, nice conversation. Um, and then I wanted, just wanted to go outside uh, here and to say uh, goodbye to you here outside and on, on, on the sea and hear the sounds of the boat and the wind and the... Woo, oh, it's cold. The wind is so cold. And so uh, I know I've watched the movie Titanic way too often. <laughs> Being on a boat is always a bit more of an adventure because my imagination runs wild. <laughs> but, all right, let's 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 turn the corner here and ah, get down the stairs. I'm always somehow afraid that I kind of blow off the ship. <laughs> oh, so cold and so wet. Anyway, I wanted to... Uh, Thank you for accompanying me in these last hours of my trip. I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know. And of course, I'll be back in my regular warm and cozy studio next week with a new episode of The Break. But thank you so much for coming along. Sleep well and God bless and may the force be with you.